0: The Six Pointer Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Very special edition of Six Pointer Podcast actually because we are recording live uh, from Denmark, where We're back on the road. Um, uh, I'm Matthew and uh, I say as always, it's always always the the, the deadly duo, the the classic combo. I'm running out now. Luke, how you
0: doing? This is glorious, mate. I'm sunbathing in SBO, It's about 7 degrees, but it feels like I'm in in Marbella. This is fantastic weather. Beautiful, fresh North Sea day.
1: We've got birds uh, in the background. Got my birds and on. But um, yeah, it's all going on, mate. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice day. Sunglasses are out. You're sitting there with your t-shirt on. Loving it. Your six-point podcast t-shirt, I should say. Sold out. Well, it was exclusive to start with, wasn't it, it, really? But yeah, well done to having a grub of those. I think there's going to be a few of those being represented tonight uh, at the game. So we're doing two parts to the pod. Well, two two additions. Let's call it two additions. Two separate pods. Yeah, so um, we're going to do one which is going to be focused on the game later on um i'll let luke tell you all about that in a moment and then this this podcast is focused um more on palace um because we haven't done a pod for a couple of weeks we thought we'd do a bit of reflection looking back against the um uh, the wolves game uh the away game and then the home game last weekend against man city uh, and then also obviously I look forward to the everton game on sunday uh fa cup because sixth round Sixth round, yeah. Quarterfinals, it is. Yeah, oh, I see it advertised as sixth round. I don't really agree no. with that. It's quarterfinals. It's, quarter, it's quarterfinals. Um, yeah, which is a twelve thirty kickoff on Sunday, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have a look at look forward to that, and then something we've been wanting to do for a while, uh, but never got round to it, because we've got a bit of time here sitting in the sun, as Luke's just said. Uh, we're gonna do a bit of a, a fun game or run through of a Palace cult eleven from both of us. So. I think we have a few options for different for uh, uh, lineups and formations, uh, different players to fit within that. But yeah, we wanted to do this for a while, so we thought we'd uh, use the time to sunbathe and, and and do a bit of that. So. Actually, no, before we go on, it's just for those who are listening to this one and haven't yet heard the, or seen the, the SBR pod, why don't you tell us a bit about what's going to happen tonight, Luke? Big game, mate, big game. And obviously, yeah, if you're interested, uh, check out our Espia
0: special that we're doing on that one. Um, yeah, SBR versus Lingby. I'll keep it brief because I know Palace fans are going too interested in this. Um, but yeah, big game. It's the last game of the regular season before we go to the relegation round. Uh, S B A really fighting for their lives down the bottom there. Um, all change again at SBO uh, decent result last weekend uh, decent performance against Horsons and uh, yeah hoping for a win tonight Lingby obviously chasing promotion so it's going to be a tough game um, but anything can happen at the Blue Water Arena uh, we'll have a few beers and
1: uh, enjoy the game tonight but um, let's focus on Palace Matthew yeah so just to say on that look, if you're interested and want to check something out a bit different then uh, check that pod out certainly be uh, <laughs> beer fueled, I'm sure uh, lots of fun and, and games with the with the guys from Espier uh, as well. So look, on to all things Palace. Had an interesting couple of weeks, haven't we? With um, a victory away at Wolves. Seems a long time ago that one, now, yeah. doesn't it? And then obviously last week, uh, last Monday, just gone um, the the point against Man City, which in many ways felt like a a victory. If I'd said to you, you get four points out of Wolves and Man City, what would you said? That'll do, mate.
0: that would do. Uh, yeah, two really good performances, I think, is is important as well. And defensive imp- performance, two clean sheets, um, which is something we haven't said too often this season, I don't think. Um, yeah, especially the Wolves first half was was excellent for Palace. Wolves didn't know what hit them.
1: We like, turned up. We turned up in the first half. The that was a different. Yeah, huh? it, it,
0: it was. Yeah, it was uh, exhibition football at times. Wolves, you know, couldn't get on the ball. We disrupted their play. When we did have the ball, we just passed it around them some of the link up play. I think about Jean Philippe Mateta's first goal, you know, he won it on the halfway line with a nodded down ball to Conor uh, Connor Gallagher who played in Wilf who ran down to the edge of the byline, got it across to whose cross come shot, I don't know what you call it, a flick come shot somehow it went over the keeper. Uh, and he sort of nodded it, it um poked it, poked it in and uh, it just sort of set the tone for the rest of it didn't it it was um, a really fantastic performance a
1: dominant performance for Palace at, at Wolverhampton yeah and then nice to see Wilf finish the penalty Was that, is that the first penalty he's had since the um, the Norwich slip it might be it possibly might yeah possibly. so um, yeah it was like you say it was an impressive <coughs> Palace performance and I think it wasn't just the, the nature well it wasn't just the, the result it was the nature of the of the game, I thought Latita was fantastic. Actually, I thought he caused yeah, all sorts of problems brilliant. up front, and then just sort of generally attacking wise, Zaha, Schlupp and um, least they all had really good games. On John Jean- Jean- Philippe, I know we talk about him a lot, but you know what what a player he's, he's turned into
0: a real sort of you can see him develop, um, can't you? Sort of we, we talk about sort of when he came and you weren't a fan, and you know he, he didn't think he'd make it, but I, I think just shows sort of training with Premier League. Um, players and coaches, how it develops a
1: young player, and he's he's looking better and better every game he plays, doesn't he? I'm I'm going to admit, I'll swallow swallow the words as they say on that one. Humble pie. I was a bit. I was. I guess part of me is thinking, was it clever tactics from Roy to bring him in in the way in which he did, and maybe this season he was always going to, you know, come in a bit more and, and really land. Or was it that Roy wasn't wasn't using him correctly, and it could be it could be that as well. I'm not going to pretend I know the answer to this question, but okay. I was worried he was going to be like another um, another lot, if, if you like, who, who we sort of have signed with big hopes. Um, I guess the big big sort of thing for this, from Palace perspective, is that it was a loan, wasn't it? Yeah. And and only when we saw him come good, did we then make that loan permanent, which is an excellent bit of a business and well done, well done again, Dougie.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you look at the two ways that Roy did really well in sort of slowly bedding him in. I, I I don't think, if I'm honest, Roy had much faith in him. Maybe he wasn't showing what he could do in training sometimes players need that game time to actually develop. Um, I don't think Roy perhaps had the confidence in him to, to sort of to, to give him the time and, and, you know, Vieira has done, obviously, um, and it's paid dividends. You know, I'm a big fan of Roy, but I thought that sometimes his treatment of some players such as... John philippe and, and Alexander Surlock haven't really got the the time they needed. Um so you know fair play to Vieira for for, for having that having the balls to give a an untested player a,
1: a bit of a go. Um there's also something about the time here isn't there in that he's had a, a longer period to to train with the the, the squad and and we we've, we've talked about this before about being in and around quality players. Yeah. and and the difference that makes and I think uh, you know there, there's something there about just giving him the the, the space and um, yeah and time to, to get comfortable and to, to bed into things so look really good result on the road um, it was over by half time wasn't yep. it kind of sore at the second half then Monday night just gone um, we got a point it felt like a victory I think from our perspective largely because of the, the just the nature of how much play I think that's 75% of the ball in Man City you know uh, they, they're always going to dominate but we contained them really well and I felt it was an impressive performance, wasn't it, to give them very, very little in terms of chances. Yeah, almost, uh, not to keep
0: going about Roy, but almost a Roy Hodgson dogged defensive performance, I yeah. felt, um, sort of low block as it were and you know, we were excellent to a man, you know, Mark Gay is well-deserved of his England call-up. Yeah, um, and congratulations. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he does get some, some game time especially against uh Ivory Coast if Wolves play, and Wolves playing that will be an interesting match up to see. Um I should have picked Tyrick, and then it could they could have played against that AJ would have been I nice could. wouldn't it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Tyrick's time will come. I'm sure he'll feel disappointed that he didn't get the call but um look I think Gareth Southgate mentioned in the press conference yesterday or Thursday. It was Thursday yesterday. It was Thursday yesterday. Um Yeah. That, you know it's almost an opportunity now for anyone that gets called up to, to show that they've got the opportunity now to go to the world cup in in december so um it feels weird saying world cup in december but you know congratulations to him hopefully he he'll uh impress but not too much that uh we receive any difficult offers that we need to to think about but um he was fantastic i thought check cote was was as excellent john philippe mateta again sort of you know not whilst not well known for his hold up play, I think he's he's developing that part of his game. And well, he worked his socks off, he, didn't he, he? As well, <laughs> he was absolutely knackered by about yeah. half an hour in. But he, yeah, he for the first half he was absolutely superb. Um, and yeah, look, Man City just didn't have an answer. And you know, I think that Man City without without playing with a, a recognised striker, that's one of those situations where they got a bit frustrated. And you can see, especially towards the end of the game, you know, some of their players getting very frustrated at the referee and, and Palace players for. Slowing the game down and good game management from
1: Palace really. It was um it was positive to see attacking substitutions as well. Yeah. So the two subs we made were two attacking players, weren't they? And there's something in that that we've got the confidence and um you know we're happy to swap those forward players and when actually you're under the cosh and it might be your more defensive minded players that need a fresh pair of legs. But but we didn't do that. So hats off to, to Vier and the team for doing that, and you'll you. I think oh. you said you said in the 20 minutes he played, he was your man of the match.
0: He was absolutely superb. Look, I mean, we haven't seen much of Ayu. I don't think since he's come back from Afcon, but he was he was instrumental before he went, and I think he is uh, really showing what he brings to the team. You know, I mean, don't worry, Elise is exciting, and you know, he, he probably offers more attacking threat than, than in parts But um, I mean, in a game against Man City, you really want someone who's going to track back and. He carried the ball better than anyone else on the pitch i think um he was absolutely fantastic um yeah i think he only got about 20 25 minutes but i think he's, he's a contender up there with gay and 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 check for man of the match for me um industrious uh won the ball back i say got us up the pitch and and gave us some relief and pressure at times um hats off to him
1: fantastic performance. so look a couple of you know good performances as well as Four four points on the board, and I think we said, "the new we me and you in passing the other day that thirty three points now thirty four yeah, points yeah safe so yeah so it gives gives a chance to look forward and 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 also importantly it gives us a chance to look forward to a cup cup game on the weekend against Everton, which you, you've got to say is a really really good opportunity for Palace to progress. Into the semi-finals and get back to Wembley. You got a fancy Palace. I mean, look, you fancy Palace at home against anyone, but especially
0: against a team like Everton, who are not in in form at the moment. You know, they're struggling in the league. I think that I don't. I don't think that the Lampard appointment was particularly wise. If I'm honest, um, I don't think he's got the credentials for a relegation dog, dog fight. Which, which, this face it, Everton are without a doubt in at the moment. You know, they're somehow given the the, the the size of the club and, and the, the the quality of players they've got somehow they are in in that position um, I, d- I don't have complete faith that he'll be able to do it but I'm not an Everton fan I don't need to worry about it too much
1: um, Well it's a good thing for us that that's the situation oh, on Sunday right?
0: Uh, although saying that it is often the case that a team struggling down the bottom then uh, can then show up in the cup and the cuff's almost like a a game where they will perform because they haven't got the pressures of the league on them. So, it'll be a tough game, that's for sure.
1: Um, but I fancy Palace against uh, against anyone, uh, that's for sure. I think, as you say, it's a really good opportunity for us. Um, I'm really positive about it. It'll be lovely to get a Wembley trip. Strange that it comes at a semi-final still. I'm not going to... Not a fan. No, but having said that, if we get to go to Wembley yeah, yeah, and we don't make it to the final, then it will be a, a positive in that sense. But, um, yeah, you know... Fingers fingers crossed for a really good Palace turnout, and I think you know we've taken the cup really seriously this year, regardless of the opposition, and I expect that to follow uh, suit on uh, on Sunday. And also another
0: um, excellent program to look forward to on, uh, yeah. on on Sunday. Palace have done very well in the FA Cup of doing these. Uh, I think it's to do with the 1861 thing, but they're doing the uh, you know retro programs against who uh, was it? Hartlepool and then what's ever again? Stoke. Um, and yeah, I've se- I've seen the design for the one against um, Everton. It looks fantastic. Well played for Palace and the media team and and, and the design guys for doing that. It, it, it's, it's a brilliant
1: idea and no doubt will be collectors' items in years to come. You know what it is. They've seen the uh, quality of the media, the six-point podcast. They've seen our social things. Realised they need to up the game. Yeah. Um, yeah well, well done to Palace. You know the quality of stuff that's coming out of the club is really positive uh, in every respect. So. Onwards and upwards, um, we're going to take a little break now as the seagulls of Espierre uh, uh, try to come and take us out. Um, uh, we'll be back with you for part two when we're going to do uh, a bit of fun with uh, a couple of Palace cult teams. So stay tuned and see you on the other side. Welcome back to part two of the Six Point of Podcast. Still in sunny Espierre. Catching the rays, the sun's come back round over that. What's that is that a Spire? piece of a church? Yeah. yeah Getting all technical here. Um Seagulls are still flying around, so if you hear them, uh, we're not in Brighton, I promise you. Um so yeah, this is a bit of fun. Uh you wanna play at home uh, uh, play along at home, then uh, get a pen and paper, uh write down your one to eleven Palace Cult. Now, there's no specific rules for this. These are kind of just players that, you know we uh I don't know. Mean something to us, I guess, as as Palace fans for our Palace sporting uh, lives, or stand out for some reason. I'm guessing that in, in there is going to be some sort of standard names, um, but also you know hopefully some uh, some some blasts from the past as well. And actually, look, I should say to you as well as listing a number of sort of players in my one to eleven and some different options, I've also got some randoms that that came up in some of my thinking and some of my uh, my searching. So. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to throw a few purples in here as well. Yeah, I think I think I don't have cults the right way to, dis- to describe my, my
0: my eleven. It's more obscure, I think. All right, but, let's call you But obscure like, obscure like, like like you say, like ones that I've I've sort of either enjoyed or I've have sort of meant something to me in some sort of way. Players that I've enjoyed watching or players that I've seen pull on the palace shirt and think, what the hell's all that about? Um, so yeah, I I, I, I don't, I've gone for a four four two just because it's an easy formation to follow. But um, yeah, obviously playing at home, any formation you want, anyone you want to do. What have you gone for, 4
1: Four four two as well. 4-4-2. Yeah, just to keep it easy. Scott, who's, who's, who's your goalkeeper? Well, do I have to choose one? You can. You can, Well, you do. You have to. You can give me your options. So you work through. You have to. You have to give me one. Who's gonna. Who's gonna be in your team? Right.
0: Well, there <laughs> were obviously there were a few. Um, Fraser Digby. I was a big fan of Fraser, you know, a, 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 a hero during the admin period of the early two thousand, late nineteen, nineties, early two thousands. Um but probably just you know, tipping him to the post, tipping him to the post was uh, Matt Clark. Clark. Um, a you know, a player that came with a you know, a big potential, you know, I think that he I think he might represent in England on 31s, played for Bradford. He, he certainly cost Bradford a lot of money when they when they bought him in in the early two thousands and was excellent for us. I just feel very sorry for him that he, he you know, um, was suffered with, with a lot of injury problems. And uh, I think he was tipped to be the next Palace, Nigel Martin. Um, before the injury issues that he had, he really showed some class. He had a, a command of his area. Um, was a great shot stopper. Um, I was a big fan of Matt Clark. Um, and, and
1: yeah, I think he's going to be my number one. Okay, um, so I, I I had the obvious ones like Jules, like Nigel Martin from yeah. growing up with. Yeah. Um, with them in, in, that's, in that's too easy, that's too right? Easy. So then I then I thought of Gabor, Yep. obviously with the, with the old jogging bottoms yep. and uh, and what he meant and the right uh, status, yeah, and and you know he was a character in a in an interesting period I suppose for Palace as well, right? Um Reese Wilmot, yeah, he only played that twice, to didn't he? yeah, but he played in that important cup game, the Man United the cup replay. games, yeah I, yeah. I thought of him, but I've landed on similar to you a slightly different one, Chris Day. Yes. <laughs> so I was so excited we signed yeah, him in yeah. Tottenham. I think we paid a million pounds for mm-hmm. him, or one point five million pounds, something like that. And I was so excited that we were signing the backup keeper from Tottenham. Uh, he had really cool slick hair. Under twenty one, I mean, England. England, twenty one, and he was in the goal when we had those two kits. Oh, and our beautiful. friend Tom had the white one. Do you remember white, that? White. Like the Adidas. Park. There was yeah. no padding in it whatsoever. It's kind of park, and you know, be diving around and just get <laughs> absolutely battered. Your arms and your shoulders will get battered. There's no padding in it. But anyway, so I I landed on Chris Day for sort of the excitement that came with signing him. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was any good on I you, think he played opening sort of six games of the season then was quickly replaced by Carlo Nash. Yeah, Carlo Nash who came in from Clither, Clitheroe, I think. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I'm going Chris Day. Go on there, left back. Oh, left back, I was going to sort of, say. Okay, left back. Um, well, there were a few, like you say, easy ones.
0: Dean, Dean Gordon was up there, was he a, a big favourite when we were growing up. We used to go down the park and try and smash a left foot one and go, Dino! Um, Danny Granbury was in there simply for his goal against Millwall at home, that, that free kick. Oh, one mate. of the few times we actually beat Millwall during my, um, my Palace supporting career. But I landed on Greg Bahalter Oh my mainly, God! Mainly because <laughs> a shout. I, I believe I believe he was one of the first Palace players to actually represent, be playing for Palace um, whilst representing his country at the World Cup.
1: America? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know if he was the first, but he was one of the first for a while, that's for sure. Um, I don't think he was necessarily a very good player but play he left, back? I got left back. back no he played left back he played left back and left wing I think as well um, but yeah Greg Bahorta for me um, yeah not, not too many memorable moments for him but just because of the fact that he uh, represented his country at World Cup whilst being a Palace contracted at Palace has uh, won it for me
1: you're, you're right on the obscure nature of this brilliant so I had Dino as well yeah. I had Danny Granville as well yeah. uh, Richard Harris do you remember his throw-ins I'm pretty sure we scored from a throw-in okay, was it Huddersfield we were, we were at the home game I think
0: you're thinking of Craig
1: Harrison Richard Harris
0: was, no, a, no, no, was, no. was a
1: striker no 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 Richard Harris defender he was a striker bro well, I'm going to double check this afterwards I'm sure he was a, yeah. I'm sure he was a he defender was a anyway uh, but I landed on Kevin Muscat it was oh, an scumbag. absolutely horrible <laughs> player absolutely <laughs> horrible player he was like a every tackle was a leg breaker guaranteed um, Millwall, I think he played for a few South London he certainly went to Millwall yeah, for a bit I don't now. know if he went to Charlton as well I might be making that one up but yeah, he did the rounds. Um, yeah, horrible player. So I ended up with him just for comedy value, really. Who's your right back? So,
0: right back. I mean, Danny Butterfield was was an obvious choice. Um, so I didn't go for him. Johnny Parr was up there as well, because I think in his first season, he won, he won player of the season, I think. He worked hard as well, didn't he? Very good player. And, and gutted, he, 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 I think he broke his leg or broke his ankle before the, yeah. before the playoff final. Yeah. Um, but I landed on Mark Edworthy. Um, I think we got four seasons out of Mark, um, despite him giving away the penalty in the uh, playoff final against Leicester. Um, his hair wins it for me. The uh, the slick curtains. Oh man. Um, also, I thought he was a very good player. Actually, defend- defendable. He was quite quick. He managed to get down the wing quite a lot. Um, I was a big fan of Mark Edworthy, and I thought he was uh, growing up. Uh, he was a, a favourite of mine. Came from
1: Plymouth, didn't he? And I think we we him to Coventry for a bit of profit right. as well. I yep. think it was a good buy during the admin yep. season. Yep. So I had Danny Butterfield in my list. I had Mark Edworthy. I had Kleine, obviously. Yep. Uh, but I ended up in John Humphrey. John Humphreys. Yeah, uh, I really liked the way he used to come forward, with a ball, uh, good cross with the ball, and, and in a really exciting Palace team at the time. He was probably one of the older players, I think, yep. in that in that team. There was a lot of youth, and um, yeah, I always used to like him. I thought he was a good. So probably an early version of a bit of a wing back in the in the modern game yeah. in that it liked to get forward as well as defending. So uh so yeah I liked him. Classic, hard working uh, right back. Right, centre back. So we go four four two. so you got two centre backs. Gone. On. Tough one here, tough one here. Um
0: Gareth Davies was in there for oh, me, shout. mainly for his um, little shouting at Jamie Smith in the uh, <laughs> in the in the semi-final against Wolves in the playoffs, where Jamie Smith scored, ran the whole length of the pitch to celebrate, and then I uh, think Dougie scored and he, he went and shouted in Jamie Smith's face. Um, Claude Davis just missed out for me Ooh. as well. Um, again, not the most technically gifted player, but you know I thought he was you know dependable at the time. You know was partial to the odd red card. I said dependable, he had a bloody hot head. He did, yeah, 50p head. No, he couldn't, he couldn't oh. head straight. Um, but the, my, my two I went for was Clint Hill, centre-back. Hillsborough Hero, a, a huge player for Palace in, in the admin season of the 2000, t- 2010. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of Clint Hill. Met him on a couple of occasions. S- my Shirt, which, which was, 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 was nice of him. Um, and the other one I went for, partner in Clint Hill, was Gonzalo Sorondo. Oh. Was only with us for a, a season on loan from Inter, I think want to say. Yeah. Um, during the... Uh, 0405 season in the Premier League, but he was he was brilliant. I think he got didn't he get sent off in the game in Southampton? Him, Peter Crouch got sent off. I yeah, think.
1: yeah.
0: He he was yeah. Um, he was real class, and you know you could see he, how, how much quality he brought from from Serie A. And uh, yeah, was it was, was a favourite of mine. I'm really sad that you know had I think we'd stayed up. I think there was an opportunity to make that deal permanent. Um, but yeah, a, a cultured. Uh, centre back, um, who was an absolute unit, was well, I think he was like six foot five as
1: well. He was a big bloke, so um, dominant in the air and a, a shining light for Palace in that season. So, I had a bit of fun with centre backs, but that's a good pairing, by the way, as well. Um, I had a bit of fun with centre backs. I were called Andy Linegan, mm-hmm. probably towards the end of his career with us, around in the sort of that administration period, but you know, you know, real real seasoned pro, um, loved a bit of Vaseline on the old, <laughs> uh, eyebrows as well. Just a, just a quality sort of solid centre back hard working Craig Moore probably yes. the best defender I've ever seen play for Palace I must say um, used to just sort of walk the ball out the back I remember one game and we were me and you sat right down the front in row one of the stand, and there was a corner that came right in and he was, he was on, the, on the corner post I can't know what happened with him whether he won the header or, or whatever it might be but he just oozed class and we saw him sort of really close up so he was in there for me uh, Fanzai yeah, um, Cole Hero. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, again, you know, probably from Palace fans' perspective, didn't know much of him, but obviously he came with such a massive hype uh, with Sunji high at the same time. End ended uh, up being captain as well at some point, he didn't did. he? Yeah. yeah, again, around in that difficult period. Matty Lawrence, a right Maddie back, Lawrence. converted centre back. Yep. Someone who, you know, uh, let's, let's never forget the uh, Matty oh. Lawrence and uh, Paddy. Uh, Paddy embrace Watford away. I had Clinton here as well, again, someone who's converted from a left back. Um, uh, but I, uh, one more I had was uh, Herman Ryderson.
0: Yeah, uh, who I
1: thought was good. But I landed on Eric Ninja Young, Class. for the headband. Uh, always good from a corner. Um, Bit of a nasty streak to him as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I landed on him, and the other one, which you're going to like this one. Cool. Paul Woolhurst. Oh,
0: I love Paul Woolhurst. Actually, I don't think he actually plays a defender for Palace, he's more of an attacking midfielder, but I, he could play a He
1: played striker and yeah, defender. Yeah. And I think he played that season, I think he started off playing, this is the Premier League 94, 95 season, I think? No, 97, 98. Sorry. I'm jumping forwards and backwards yeah you're right 97.98 he started off playing the season up front remember the Lombard a little head down yep. with him a little 1-2 yeah, yep. um, but I think he finished the season or towards the end of the season playing centre back and I liked him I thought he offered a lot to us so uh, I went with Eric Eric Ninja Young and Paul Woolhurst cool, well shaping up for a
0: good, good couple of teams here aren't we? yeah
1: Wingers what? or centre mid first? What's on your list? Wingers, wingers. Go on him. What right or left? What oh, I, I didn't select right or left. I just, just chose names. But go oh. on, you, you go 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 with your left first. Go
0: left on. left wing. So an obvious choice for me, Jolly Roger, Simon Roger, uh, the Curtains. You know, was a, a stalwart for Palace for a good what five seasons, maybe six seasons, I think.
1: Maybe a bit longer than that. Um, yeah. Two spells wasn't it? Was it two spells or one spell? Uh, no, I think it's one spell. One spell. It, I think. Yeah. But
0: yeah, no, I was I was a fan of him. I thought he was a, a solid uh, left winger for Palace in, in, in his time. Julian Gray was an exciting Ooh. player when he signed. Um, Jules. You know, I, I liked him. Um, towards the end of his career, I think he he come on a bit of stick from Palace fans, but I landed on Marco Reich. Uh, mainly because of that sort of two-week spell that he had <laughs> when, he, when he was playing for a contract. I mean, once he got his contract, it sort of fell apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a, a, a brilliant light for Palace. I remember that goal he scored against QPR. It was on Sky, wasn't it, in the 05-06 uh, season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was a fan of him until he, until he got his uh, contract.
1: So, yeah. Marco got, Wright's on the left wing for didn't me. Didn't he score a banging free kick as well? Yep. Sellers? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think you're right. He scored the QPR one. Was it, was, what did he score a twice. Way. I think he might have scored that one where like the ball came across and, uh, in the right. air. That's right, yeah. And then, and and then also a as gig. a free kick. But yeah. I think he scored a good goal at home. I can't remember who that was. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Right, go on then. Right and right. Can right. you do your first? Well, I haven't got a left and a right. I'll oh, just okay. give you my two together then. So, I went for the usual Wilfs, Belassi's uh, so and so forth I had Jolly Roger but I'm not going to pick him I'm going to go with John Solarko yeah. just because I felt he was so exciting as a player going forward it was in that period where you know, obviously Ian Wright had left Mark Bright then left and we kind of I guess the, the attacking players that we then had were a little bit of a downgrade I guess mm. um, and I felt that John Solarko he got injured then he came back I remember the excitement yeah. when he came back and I think he scored He's got two or three at home against Stoke, I think it was.
0: And that goal against Arsenal away
1: in high. Arsenal room, away. Yep, yep. So yeah, just for me, look, like, absolutely can't remember that yellow kit that yep. he wore that, they wore that day. Yeah. Um, so I'm with John Solarco and then a complete randomer, but someone again who I was really excited by the concept of, of joining us, but did did have bits, bits and spurts of, of of flashes of quality. Nicky Rizzo. Oh yes. So remember we got him from Liverpool. I think it must yeah. have paid a million pound for him. I think Something it might like have been. That. Um, and I was really excited when he joined. That sort of wispy curly hair. Did he break his leg or did something happen something to him? Something like that. Yeah, he was an exciting player. I remember that. So I went with jo- uh, Johnny Salako and Nicky Rizzo. Left or right, I don't care. I think they're
0: both left. To be fair, oh, go, so yeah. A bit, so a bit, a bit of an unbalanced team there. Um, we're going for it in the middle then. Yep. Oh no, I'm well, the right. right, 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 side, don't yeah, right. Yeah. So Tommy Black was in there uh, for me because I picked Julian to pick Tommy Black as well. Um, Mainly for his dive against Walsall at home Brilliant. that won us the the penalty which got us into the playoffs in the O three, oh four season. Weren't
1: they a combined
0: sign in for like so, 1.5 million Yeah, like that. something like that, yeah. yeah. Um Joby McInough was up there, I uh, was a big fan of Joby. Um, you know, one of the the, the, the positives from that disappointing season when we first got, got relegated. Um shame when he, when he left to, to Watford he made the comments that he did about going to a bigger club which sort of riled up a few Palace fans and got him a bit of stick when we went to Watford away um,
1: he's really good on the punditry yeah. I'm really impressed with what he has to say he's,
0: he's, a, he's a very good pundit um, and you know I know he's got, still got ties with Leighton Orient as well he was, he was player coach there or player manager for a bit
1: as well um, I don't know if he's still doing that but yeah fair play to him he also turns out for like Sort of like Palace team, and he turns out Didn't he play in that thing the other weekend? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. seems to be all connected with a lot of the old players, and clearly has respect for the club, despite like you, know, you say that statement he made.
0: I um, I landed on David Hopkin though. Oh, what you know, a shout. Uh, was it with us for two seasons before he we went to Leeds? I think that was disappointing the fact that he went when we got promoted. Yeah, a bit of a shame, but Palace cashed in it, and probably when he was at his, at his peak. Uh, the less said about his second spell at the club the better uh, the better although that 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 handball, that stockport away probably kept Come palace up ball, yeah. um but yeah he he was class wasn't he? especially when yeah. he was in, in form that 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 uh 96 97 season he was unplayable at times yeah, um and, and you know chipped him a lot of goals as well yeah I, I think to be fair i think the deal with leeds was done uh prior to palace getting promoted so you know he was guaranteed premier league football um but you know he was a, a real exciting player Palace, who had uh, not started his Palace career off very well with an own goal against Norwich, I think, on his debut um, in the, in the 96, 95 96 season, but um, yeah, real favourite of mine. That's a
1: stat. Mm. Go on, who
0: else? Well, that, that's that's my that's right, right, right mid. Should I go centre mid? Yeah. Just missed out. Darren Pitcher. Shout. Um, mainly for that goal against uh, Wolves in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, the first one that rattled in the stanchion and dropped down. Not. not withstanding Chris Armstrong's one that got lodged in the stanchion and wouldn't come down. But Darren Pitcher, I thought was a, a, a dependable, you know, uh, player who chipped him a, a couple of goals. Shame he went to uh, Charlton. I think he got him from Charlton, sold him back to Charlton. I think didn't we?
1: Yeah. Um, he was also a really hard-working player. Yeah. He loved to tackle as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But my two I landed on was Ray Houghton. I was a huge Ray Howard fan. Very excited when Palace signed him. You know, he had a very illustrious career at Liverpool and uh, Aston Villa, and he oozed class. I think he was one of those players when I first started watching Palace that you, you could tell he was just a class above. You know, didn't necessarily have a lot of pace, but was it was all about his body positioning and able to sort of to to spray balls out left and right. And what a player he was, and captain Palace as well. I think from the middle there. Do you remember that goal against Charlton in the playoffs at home? He nearly cried, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, you could see him get emotional because I think uh, he was interviewed about that and he said it reminded him of, him, of that goal he scored against, uh, for, for, for Republic of Ireland in the World, World Cup, in yeah. 94? 94, yeah. in, in America and um, yeah, you could see him get emotional and the, the, the fans were loving that one. Um, the one to pair him in in the middle, Jovan Kuroski. I was a huge fan of Jovan. I think, again, he used class. It's a shame he went to Birmingham um, and sort of jumped ship and went, went for went with Steve Bruce didn't he when he left yeah. in oh one, oh two, I think it was. Um but yeah, he was a class above, you know, first might have been the first American player the Palace I had. Um Greg Portland before him I think Greg Port was after him. Well it might be the same sort of time actually. He might be might have come yeah. in the Check same sort of time. But yeah, I think he, he had um a illustrious career, you know, playing for Brisbane Dortmund and it was a it was a real ha about him signing and again, I felt he was a class above when he came to Palace and that that spell, especially at the start of that season when we had Steve Bruce and we were top of the league after yeah, five time. nil, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He was an outstanding player. Chipped him in a few important goals at Wolves Away and other things like that. So, um, yeah. Ray, Ray Houghton and, and Johan
1: Karoski for me. So they were in mine. They were in mine. Actually, I, they were pretty much in the team, so I'm going to change it now. Sure. So, I'm I, I, talking about, uh, you know, there's a bit of theme here about hype around players joining. Mark Kennedy was one I was really excited by. He might yes. have been a winger, actually, but I'm going to. Say he was on my list from centre mid, good dead ball specialist. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I remember from me, the free kicks. Yeah. I don't remember much else else about him. But uh, Deza, Sean Derry, yeah. absolute Palace legend. Um, I'd I even cross here to say I'd Ray Hartley to say, but I'm going to go for Hayden Mullins. Yeah. So came through the Palace youth system, captain the team, just absolutely dependable. <laughs> um, I think he moved into centre back, didn't he, uh, so. with West Ham for a number of years. Had a really good career. Obviously, at a spell at Watford, yep. uh, as manager. I think he's still not the coaching stuff. There, he might be. Actually. I think you might be right, brother. Yeah. He, he did interim manager for a bit, I think. That's, that's what I'm referring to, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as as a Palace player, really solid, and I think um, definitely deserves to be in my team. Uh, and then the other one is Sasa Curchic, because again, I just felt he was absolutely amazing. I think he had a wicked left foot. He did, uh, but he got on the ball. Remember that game against Bolton at home, the one game we won. In the Premier League oh, that yeah, year, yeah. him and, and Lombardo linking up, I just felt, I think a disgusting foul, he pushes some <laughs> bloke over <laughs> in the butt and we got to score, but yeah, I, him, just for the cult sort of nature of things, and uh, you know, he was really passionate about playing for Palace as well, there was, he was one of the the, the sort of the few players in that period who did show the passion, mm. so, yep, uh, right, do strikers, two strikers to pick from, I had some fun here, go on, what have you got? Do you
0: want to go first, because as soon as I nicked some of yours last time, you go, you go first, go on.
1: So I had a long old list here. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven. Eight, nine, ten I've got eleven. Gonna, oh, no, I've right. got eleven. Jeez,
0: so I've only got four.
1: Ah. I'm going to read them out for a laugh, and then I'll pick two. So I had the obvious ones like Clinton, yeah. absolute poacher, great finisher, Dougie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for me growing up, that sort of age, I was probably what would he sign? I was probably about 25 So I was probably about 12, 13. So the sort of the, the hype there, and and just how well he did coming through from uh, uh, from. Bonnet. Thank you. I knew it was going to be. Um, John Macken was someone I was really excited about signing. Pretty flopped. Yeah, not a fan. Um, Marco Dagabiadini, I know a lot of people don't like him because he was the Ian Wright replacement and compared to Ian Wright, he was yeah. rubbish, but he scored the first ever goal that I saw at my first ever game Nots against Notts County. County first, I think it was the first or second of January 1992. So uh, he's uh, dear in my heart. Big up John Nightingale. Yeah, yeah. Big up John Nightingale. RIP. Um, Bruce 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 Dyer always offside but again you know a bit of a, a Palace legend uh, Joran Bora, Jerim. Oh, Jesus uh, Jerome Barr, yeah uh, oh, I thought said it wrong there yeah um, Carl Vitt. yes for that uh, goal that he scored on his hands and knees against Charlton yeah, Charlton Charl- Charl- uh, Matt Jansen probably yeah. again up there with one of the best Palace players I've ever seen yeah. and Marcus Bent but the two I'm going to go with are who are George Endar, yes uh, obviously, I remember me and you saw him once in in Beckenham Wreck yeah. and chased after him, <laughs> chatting at him, George, and he gave us a big old smile back yeah. when we were we were really young. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that meal away, the f- sort of flops, overhead kick that ended yeah. up going in. The toilet roll comes flying down <laughs> the top of the <laughs> top of the stand. Don't see enough toilet roll at football games these days. And I think he was sort of involved at Palace a lot longer than no, we so. really remember. You know, yeah. like was he was a teenager, didn't they? He yeah. did, yeah. And he scored some like, really good scrappy finishes for us. Um, so yeah I, I really really like George Endars so George Endars uh, one of them and the other one is Chris Armstrong right. because again I was quite mainstream w- ready, he years but you know he had a really good first season for us I was signing from, from Millwall obviously had the whole drugs thing when we went up and kind of flops that year didn't he as well but you know, again, someone who worked really, really, hard for the team and scored some great goals and, and sort of remains close to my heart for that respect. So, George Endar, who are, and uh, Chris Armstrong. You nicked George Endar for me. I was, yeah,
0: cause, simply because of the overhead kick um, yeah, and, and the wedge haircut uh, was was in there for me. So, I can't pick him because you did. This is how I knew that Richard Harris was a, a centre-four because I picked Richard Harris as well. Um, mainly for that long throw against Huddersfield at home. I was sitting in the upper tier for that yeah. I think the first game I was going to sit in the upper tier and he he scored from a throw but it was disallowed I think I think it was um, he was in there Steve
1: Cabba oh I know he price, yeah.
0: he broke through and Palace fans were a bit disappointed that he went to Sheffield United because I thought that um you know showed a lot of Palace uh, pr- promise for Palace you know coming through the academy and Palace his love of the academy kicking coming through but the two I went for Nicola Ventola I mean, look. I think he's spoken out in recent uh, years about how the, you know he's really gutted that Palace didn't stay up. Um, obviously, scored that fantastic goal for us um, against Southampton, and what could have been if that had um, that had ended in a in a win for Palace would have wrote himself into Palace folklore. I mean, he did anyway because of the, just the scenes when that goal went in, um, running right to John Harbin, the, the fitness coach who helps him re- rehabilitate, and. Uh, I think he was disappointed that um, Palace didn't stay up because we couldn't afford to, to to buy him. And I think part of the deal was if we stayed up, we we had an agreement with uh, Milan to buy him. So um, yeah, he, he's in there for me. Other one was Shefty Cucci. Oh yes. Didn't start off very well as a as a as a Palace player, but I think um, you know grew into it. And it was uh, unfortunate that when his contract was running out and Palace offered him a contract, um, he didn't he didn't sign it. Uh, I can't remember where he went actually. Um, but you know, had that spell under Warnock in his second season in the 08-09 season, um, where he was at times unplayable. You know, some of the away games that we went to, he scored at. You know, I remember the derby goal and his celebration alone um, yeah. has to be up there for me. So, uh, Nicola Ventola, Shefki Kujovic, what a team we've got here. Go you, we run then. through yeah, them? Yeah, got on, run through your team. One so, 11. Matt Clark in goal, right back a Mark Edworthy, centre backs Clint Hill, Gonzalo Sorondo, left back Greg Bahalter. Right midfield, David Hopkins. In the middle with Ray Houghton and Yoban Karofsky. Marco right on the left. And up front, Nicola Ventola and Shefty
1: Right, Mate, that's blinding. blind uh, Well, i chopped and changed mine. And, I, and I, also, just while just why you were saying that, I just checked your right, Richard Harris was a striker. Thanks very much. I don't know I was thinking as a left back, but I have to uh, correct Check that. Sorry. Uh, so I had Chris Day in goal. Left back, Kevin Musket. Right back, John Humphrey. Centre back, I had Eric Young and Paul Woolhurst. Wingers, I had John Salako and Nicky Rizzo. Uh, centre mid, I landed on Sasa Churchich and Hayden Mullins, or Mullins, sorry. And then up front, I had Chris Armstrong and George Endar. Great teams, great, great teams. teams. Did you did you have any players who were sort of in addition to your list who you maybe nearly made the cut or some randoms that you uh, thought were through the process?
0: I, I listed probably most of them. Do I think on the goalkeeper wise? Yeah, I think you mentioned Carl Nash He was in as well. Alexander Kalinko. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: just narrowly missed out for me. Uh, Money because he got punched by Trevor Francis. But um, yeah, I think uh, from my list, I think I I think I might have read them all out. Yeah, I did.
1: So, so. I, I thought of some real randomers. Lots of them are sort of youth players who came through for a bit um, when we were, I think, sort of probably first regularly going to Palace. So Rory Ginty. Yes. Striker. Uh, Danny Boxall, I think, was a defender. Yeah. Uh, ended up going to Brentford, I think, with Ron Nodes when he went there. Robert Quinn. Yeah, uh, yep. yep. Uh, he wasn't on my list, but that's another all good right. shout. Uh, Jesper Blunkfist, oh, yes. Swedish centre back or something. I think he a striker. Actually, was might he? A yeah, the blonde okay. hair, wasn't okay. he? Yeah, I remember him. Andy Cyrus. Don't remember that. Uh, come from the youth team, I think. Saggy Burton. Yeah, Saggy. Uh, Tony Scully, Brian Launders was a striker mm-hmm. in that Premier League season 95, 96 I think. Tony Folan, mm-hmm. John Baldman, uh, Patricio Billio. and then a couple of random sort of loans that I <laughs> wish we'd signed. Paul Stewart. Right, as you remember that season, that yeah. got us up. He was amazing, uh, real sort of target man, that's for sure. Uh, Tunchev,
0: yes, back. he was class. only really. played about five or six games for us, didn't he? But he, yeah. he, he was a class above, wasn't he? Importantly, played
1: in that uh, win against uh, Brighton at the MX. That's right, that's right. And then, right, this is. You know, I said to you the other day, we're walking along, and I said to you, "As oh, a player, I came across who I do not remember existing <laughs> in 2000. It was a goalkeeper. He Go was on. Canadian, Hubert Busby." Never heard of him. Me neither, but apparently, did he play? He was in the Palace squad. I don't believe so. Uh, if anyone listening remembers Hubert Busby from 2000, or if, let us know. Or if Hubert yourself are listening, in. give us a shout. Probably is actually knowing yeah, no, no, the number of uh, listeners we get nowadays. Um, <laughs> look, that was that was a, that was a good bit of fun. I really enjoyed that, Luke. Thank you for that. That's brilliant. Um, th- if you played along at home, let us know who was in your in your team. Um, love to hear from Twitter. you. Instagram, Twitter, at Six Podcast, as always. Um, oh, look, I found him. There you go, look. Who's that? Hughie But Busby. There he is. Did he play then? Has, has he got a game, again? game for Palace? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, according to Wikipedia, he was with us in 2000. Actually, signed him from Oxford United, interestingly. No, he never played. He never played. Uh, he is a Canadian born Jamaican football manager and former player. Um, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure of the backstory there. We'll have we to do really a bit of research. He manages, um, he manages his um, uh, female um, female, ladies, um, female ladies, female ladies, <laughs> female teams. Um, it looks like a uh, lot in the States. Uh, maybe,
0: maybe he was signed as a third choice then, maybe. I, I, yeah, I
1: don't know. He just said he spent time with a number of sort of Canadian clubs and then he went from Vancouver Whitecaps to Oxford to Crystal Palace to Millwall. What? Did he play for Millwall? No, it doesn't look like he did. Anyway, that's a real random one. So yes. if anyone remembers Hubert, or Hubert, if you're listening, give us a shout. Um, Hope you enjoyed that, listeners. um, Thanks for sticking with us on that one. Uh, Hope you played along at home as well. And if you did, uh, drop us a message with uh, your uh, eleven at 6 Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, We'll be back with you on the weekend for the Everton game. Hopefully uh, celebrating uh, a Palace victory into the semi-finals. Um, Stay tuned for that. If you are interested in the SBR pod, that is to come as well. That's next on the feed, so check that out as well. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, take care, stay safe, and as always, up, up the palace. palace. The Six
0: Pointer Podcast. Uh-oh.